Welcome to MBA Podcaster, the only broadcast source for cutting-edge information and advice on the MBA application process. I'm Catherine Giraudot. Our show today looks at top online MBA programs. Our model early on was to think about the Internet as a way of connecting people and of structuring conversations and exchange of ideas among people. We are trying to make this as close to a full-time in-class experience as possible in a distance learning way. They are involved in learning through a range of technologies, using uh, things like blogs and wikis and podcasts and discussion forums, and then even occasionally a live but virtual classroom. We look at our program as being at a distance, but always having someone to talk to. We just heard four guests from four of the nation's top business schools talking about some of their MBA programs. What do these programs have in common? They're all offered either fully or partially online. We'll start by introducing the four programs at Penn State University, Duke University's Fuqua School of Business, Carnegie Mellon's Tepper School of Business, and Babson College. Of the four schools we talked to, Penn State's IMBA program is the most fully online. John Fiesel chairs the IMBA program. Well, the Penn State IMBA program spans eight terms, which are delivered over 23 months and composed of 20 online courses. All but two weeks of the program are delivered online. The goal of the IMBA is to develop general managers. Like most of the other programs we explored, Penn State's IMBA requires an on-campus residency. John Fiesel says these residencies give the IMBA a competitive edge over other programs. In the first residency experience, students actually study and they go on site to a company. With the company, they have the opportunity to interact with executives from different functional areas of this real business. And from that, they develop a report that integrates the content of the first year of the program and their professional experiences by creating organizational, financial, and strategic alternatives to be considered for the firm's future operations. Fiesel said the key thing Penn State is trying to do with the IMBA is to encourage interaction. We want to have students interacting with each other. We want faculty interacting with the students. We don't want someone in a distance education program who really is at a distance and alone. We look at our program as being at a distance, but always having someone to talk to. Fiesel is also a professor of economics at Penn State. I asked him to talk about economic trends that relate to online degree programs. There's no doubt that the online education market is growing. It's growing tremendously. Um, this has been growing at 10% or more per year. It's been far exceeding the growth in the overall higher education student population. With online MBA programs, the applicant numbers have increased by 50% over the last year. It's going to continue to grow because, one, the knowledge of technology by students and the general populace is growing and so that the online environment is not something strange, but actually very commonplace. The tools that are being used are commonplace. Globalization also is going to increase demand because people are looking for quality education. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're in Pennsylvania, California. 
Hawaii, China, Australia, Germany, Spain, Saudi Arabia, you can come and select the quality online programs that are available in the United States. We'll look next at Babson College's blended MBA program, the Fast Track MBA. It's a part-time program combining traditional classroom instruction with web-based learning. The Fast Track requires two-day residencies on campus or at satellite campuses every six weeks. Overall, it's a 24-month program. Ann Donnellan is faculty director of Babson's Fast Track MBA. Students come to Babson or to our satellite campus in Portland, Oregon, every five to six weeks or so, sometimes a little bit uh, longer, for two full days of classes where they get together with their, their classmates. And then in the meantime, they are involved in learning through a range of technologies. Donnellan talked about how technology shapes the Fast Track MBA programs for both students and faculty. One of the things that I've noticed as a faculty member from the very beginning of this program is that it, this, this curriculum, the online portion of it, allows students in some ways to customize their education. Because technology is evolving so rapidly, you know, we're all coming back in to learn what's the latest and who's using what kind of techniques for what kinds of classes. An example might be Second Life which uh, a number of us are, are just beginning to look at and consider, how could I use this in my class? So there's a, an ongoing need for the faculty to kind of stay up on opportunities that new technology provides. I asked Donnellan what fast-track students say they've gained from the program, besides a competitive MBA. It really is about being able to continue your career momentum while you're adding skill sets in a, in a very focused way that is extremely attractive to the fast-track students. And maybe at the end of the day, the thing they love the most is the cadre of people that they engage with here. I mean, it's phenomenal. We don't always have in our workplace the same kind of highly talented, highly ambitious leaders that they meet when they come to campus and they see who their cohort is. We'll look next at the hybrid MBA programs at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. John Gallagher is Associate Dean for Executive MBA programs at Duke. He said Fuqua's programs are not traditional distance learning programs. We refer to it as the place and space model. Uh, today, uh, people may refer to that as a hybrid model. Students in Duke's place and space model EMBA programs complete half of their course content in face-to-face -face meetings with program faculty during periods of residency. This requires physical proximity to the campus, but as Gallagher describes, Duke's partially online EMBA programs are offered all over the world. The cross-continent EMBA program was introduced in 2000. Gallagher said it hits the same demographic as the traditional daytime MBA. Average age uh, being about 27, 28. And it's really aimed at those people who would be considering a full-time daytime program normally, but they really have no desire to, uh, to leave their, their current position. They'd rather accelerate their career than make a significant change in it. Um, and so that program draws primarily from the United States, but has about a 40% international uh, representation in that cohort. That program also does quite a bit of traveling. Out of the eight terms or the eight residencies in that program, three of them are international, 
One is in Europe, uh, one is in India, and one is in uh, Asia. Gallagher said Duke's Global Executive MBA is designed for people being trained for global international management responsibilities. Uh, the Global Executive has students that have an average age of about 40 with about uh, 14 years of uh, work experience on average. And that program is really designed for people that are really working anywhere in the world. It is very much the, uh, the source of a phrase that you can uh, get a Duke MBA and live, live anywhere. Students combine online coursework with residencies all over the world. There is a residency in Istanbul. There's a meeting in uh, Budapest, uh, one in New Delhi, one in Hong Kong, uh, Buenos Aires, and Rio. Um, so that program travels a great deal. The faculty and the students travel to those locations as a part of the program. Duke's newest Place and Space MBA program is the Duke Goethe program, a dual degree program in which students receive a degree both from Duke University and from Frankfurt University in Germany. One of Gallagher's research interests is advanced computer applications for teaching and learning. So I asked him how social media and other new technology enabled Duke's Place and Space MBA programs. Early on, we made a decision that the Internet for us was not about distributing content and distributing course material or lectures to students. Um, our experience has been particularly in executive MBA programs that a huge amount of value comes from the exchange of ideas and the interchange among students with very different backgrounds and experience. And so the technology that we've employed has always had a very strong emphasis toward um, interaction and support of conversation and idea exchange. The backbone for us has been the set of tools that have been developed for collaboration, cooperation, project management, uh, and that sort of thing for working professionals who are you know, putting their heads together to try and get a, uh, a project completed. Carnegie Mellon's Tepper School of Business's FlexMode MBA is a unique distance learning program that incorporates some online work but requires more residency than any of the other schools we talk to. The FlexMode MBA requires online attendance of video conference classes at participating corporations. The typically six to eight students per site come from those participating Fortune 500 companies. Crystal Brooks is team lead for admissions at the Tepper School's Flex programs. The program, because it's not a singular online at your home type of program, it works best when the students can, you know, work together on different company sites. That way the, the students can go to work when they're finished with work, go to class, go with their colleagues and network in that way. Is any on-campus time required for FlexMode students? Do they come to Carnegie Mellon for any amount of time during the year? The one required is our orientation program, which starts at the very beginning of uh, your academic program here in flex mode. And you would come on campus, be able to meet the faculty one-on-one -on -one, and your classmates and colleagues that might be participating in classrooms across the United States. And that starts that sense of community right away. Students who want to accelerate their program can come to Carnegie Mellon for Fast Week.
that's an option for students to come to campus and basically spend one full week of class time with us here in Pittsburgh. They take classes nine to five and are able to accelerate through the program because that one week of class takes place of, of one mini semester here in the program. I asked Crystal Brooks to describe a typical flex mode experience from the student's perspective. You would go to work uh, at your company and you would stick around at the end of the and go to a company classroom site. And there you would have a, a large screen um, that would connect you via satellite uh, to the faculty here in Pittsburgh, to your colleagues at, at different company sites, and the faculty member would be able to see you, be able to call on you. You would be able to ask your colleagues questions across the different site locations, and you'd really be able to interact, and, and the video conference allows us to, to be able to do that. To wrap up, I asked each of my four guests to give a word of advice to potential students for their programs. John Fiesel with Penn State's IMBA program. So really, what is most important now when one is looking at an online program, it is to look at the program of a traditional institution and then ask yourself, do they have quality students? Do they have quality faculty? Do they have a quality curriculum? And in the IMBA, we're talking about students that have seven years' experience on average. We're talking about having students with GMAT scores around 600 or above, which is the 70th percentile on that test. We're talking about uh, students from diverse academic and professional background who can share a variety of their own professional experiences with each other. Crystal Brooks of Carnegie Mellon's Flex Mode program. All MBA students need to really think about three questions. Why an MBA? Why now? And why a particular school you're applying to? I think particularly for distance learning students, time management is a crucial component uh, when you're thinking about an, uh, a distance learning MBA because not only are you balancing, you know, family life and school life, but you add in that component of being a full-time professional and your, your, you know, all of your work commitments. Anne Donnellan, Babson College. The classroom experience, of course, is going to be quite different. When they're here, it's, it's quite similar. When they are on, operating online, we, it's different. We do as much as we can to make it have the immediacy of a classroom discussion. We can't always do that, of course. John Gallagher of Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. For people that are considering this sort of thing, the only thing that I would advise is it's a very different educational experience than they probably have had in undergraduate or in some uh, specialized graduate area. I think only by talking to people that have gone through these kinds of programs and experienced it does that come to life uh, in a way that, that really helps people make a decision about what's right for them. For more information, a transcript of this show, or to register for your weekly MBA podcast, visit mbapodcaster.com. This is MBA Podcaster. I'm Katherine Girardot. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned next time when we explore another topic of interest in your quest for an MBA.